Hi, this is V from Violent Idols, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 276 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here. Jason's out this week, but he is a part of this interview coming up with V from Violent Idols. Very cool talk with V talking about the brand new EP from Violent Idols and everything they've got going on. And then I've also got some music we're going to play. Not only that, it is a premiere. First time ever heard right here on this podcast. And we'll be doing that here in just a bit as well. But before we do, I need to let you know that we are sponsored, as always, by Sunset Tattoo. Right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 3146 East 15th Street. They've got over 25 years of experience. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed. And above all else, they are mother approved. Give them a call. Shoot them a message. Whatever you want to do. So you can set up a time to get in there. Talk to them about what work you want done. You can find them on Facebook. Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. On Instagram as well. Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. They've got a ton of pictures up there. Of all their work. And it's all great. I'll be having some done myself by them very soon. Of course, we'll be talking about that once it happens. But in the meantime, if you need some work done, give Sunset Tattoo a call and tell them we sent you. Also, Med Farm is a dispensary located in the Tulsa area as well, right here in Broken Air, Oklahoma, at 24683 East Highway 51. You can't miss them. They're right off the highway. They've got a huge selection. You can see everything at leafly.com. You can follow them on Facebook, MedFarm, that's P-H-A-R-M. Instagram is MedFarmOK, and their website is MedFarmOK.com. They're always running specials, so follow them on their social media so you don't miss any of that. And another special that they are always running is that if you mention our name, if you say Thunder Underground sent you, or you heard about them on Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. Thank you to them for that. They've also got a drive through you can call them, you can text them, put your order in. So all you got to do is pull up, pick it up, and head out. You can also go in the store as well. So get over there and tell them we sent you. And above all else, don't forget that their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters, which is an amazing, an amazing cause. I love that. Can't stress that enough. That anytime you see businesses or organizations donating part of their profits, usually, you know, it's for a short period of time or it's a smaller amount. But these guys are donating nearly a third of their profits 100% of the time to go to this cause. So get in there and support them for that and tell them we sent you. Hella Hot Hot Sauce. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. They're based in California in the San Francisco Bay Area. Since they're there near Oakland, I've always, I need to ask Kyle if he's a Raiders fan, because if so, that's kind of sad news for me as a Broncos fan, but hopefully he's a 49ers fan, so I don't have to worry about that. But anyway, regardless, that is neither neither here nor there, because the important thing is that Hella Hot Hot Sauce makes great hot sauce, and I can say that for a fact, because I now have some Florida Franks Florida heat. Both Jason and I have tried this 
and it is excellent. It is hot. That is not a joke. That's why there's two hots in the name, right? Hella hot, hot sauce. Not only is it hot, though, it is excellent tasting. It doesn't take much to hit you, but I promise you that the flavor is worth it. It's not one of those ones that are hot just to be hot. They've also got a collaborate. That's the collaboration with Florida Frank from Hatebreed, who was on this podcast on episode 260. So check that out if you didn't. And then they also have a collaboration with Ghoul called Brain Jerk. So hopefully I'll be able to try that soon and let you know what I think about that as well. But in the meantime, hit them up at Hella Hot, Hot Sauce to check out all their products. Follow them on Facebook and let them know we sent you. And finally, DEB Concerts right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They keep bringing in killer shows to the Ideal Barroom and the BOK Center. They've brought in bands like Saxon, Dockin, Junkyard, Firehouse, Winger, Striper, Last in Line, Bisto Blanco. A huge long list. They even had Poison with Cinderella, not Cinderella, excuse me, Tom Kiefer, the voice of Cinderella, and Sebastian Bach was scheduled for the BOK Center here in July, but it Got rescheduled, of course, as everything is. Actually, excuse me, it got postponed. It'll be, the date will be announced at some point. We'll let you know as soon as we find out. But in the meantime, August 15th at the Ideal Barm will be happening, and that's Dead Metal Society and Rocket Science. Two excellent bands from this area that I've seen multiple times. I can't stress enough that you've got to check them out if you haven't. And if you have, you know that you need to get to the Ideal Barm to check that out. And on October 23rd, LA Guns will be returning. They've been here a couple times in the last few years, and they are excellent. They've also been on this podcast, Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis, so check that out as well. As have Rocket Science and Dead Metal Society, so look back for those episodes as well. And in the meantime, get on debconcerts.com to be kept up to date, and for ticket info on those shows and anything else coming up, changing, you know, since it's an ever-changing process in today's world when it comes to the music industry. But I'm pretty sure these are going to happen. Once again, thank you to DEB Concerts. All right, it is time to play some music. And I mentioned up front that we've got a premiere. And I've got a brand new song from Dirty Rotten. Dirty Rotten's based out of Oklahoma here. We've got a new song called Creature. And this is the world premiere. So check this out.
feature the brand new track from Dirty Rotten. When I say brand new, I mean brand new because that is the first time that it's been played anywhere. And it'll be exclusive to this podcast through July, is what Dusty from Dirty Rotten let me know. He's going to officially release it early in August. So in the meantime, if you dug that, once this is over, go back and play it again. You want to hear it again here in a week or so, or tomorrow, whenever, come back and play it. Because this is the exclusive spot for that song. I absolutely love it. That song displays, I think, what Dirty Rotten does great, which is combined a lot of different styles from the rock and metal world. The intro to that reminds me almost of, like, power metal. And then the vocals kick in, and of course it shifts in the direction that Dirty Rotten it's always kind of done, which is industrial, heavy, that kind of thing. But get on Facebook and follow Dirty Rotten. You can also hear their songs pretty much anywhere you can stream music. So check it out that way as well. And above all that, we're going to be talking to Dusty here coming up within the next week or two. I went and recorded an interview with him recently. And you'll hear all about that song and everything else he's got going on. When I talk to him, that episode will be coming up soon. But in the meantime, thanks to Dusty for letting us premiere that song right here on the podcast. All right, before we get into this V from Violent Idols interview, didn't really have much to talk about. You know, I mean, I know there's always stuff in the news, but I did see something a couple days ago, which I thought was cool, is that Alice Cooper has a chocolate milk coming out here I believe it's in the next month or two. And it's only, it's not going to be, probably not easy to get because I think it's only going to be available at certain places in the Arizona area where he's based out of. But I just thought that was really cool because, you know, you see all this stuff where everybody's got their, you know, bands or artists have their beer, you know, or their collaboration for a coffee or liquor, you know, Metallica, Anthrax, all these bands have whiskeys and that kind of thing going on, scotch, whatever. But Alice Cooper's bringing the chocolate milk, which is great. Because, hey, Alice Cooper, I know, has been sober for a long time, so that's cool. But it's also not just some corny thing like, here's some chocolate milk with Alice Cooper's face on it. It's a, it's a thing for, you know, charity and everything. So if you're in the Arizona area and you can get your hands on that, do it. He'll get two of them and send me one. I'll send you some Thunder Underground stuff in return, you know. Send me an email, the Thunder Underground at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever and let us let us know. I would love to get my hands on one of those bottles. All right, let's talk about Violent Idols. Jason and I recorded this interview a while back now. It's probably been about a month. I think it was early June when we recorded this. You know, as you'll hear in this interview coming up, Violent Idols debuted this past year with a track that is the theme song for John Moxley, professional wrestler in AEW. If you're not familiar with that, since it's kind of new, if you're not a diehard wrestling fan, but you have watched WWE in recent years, you will know John Moxley as Dean Ambrose. V from Violent Idols put together this track for John Moxley, and it's now his theme song, and it has been, and I'm assuming it will be for quite some time. 
It's a pretty cool instrumental track, but that was kind of the birth of Violent Idols, and from there, they released Idolatry, this EP. They recently, in the past few months, released a single called Fuck You, featuring Aaron from Gemini Syndrome on it as well with him. He also co-wrote it. It's a great track. You can look that up. You can look up the whole EP, actually. And then they also have a cover of The Doors, Break On Through to the Other Side. We talk about that as well. And, of course, a couple other tracks as well. So do yourself a favor and check out Idolatry by Violent Idols. So let's just jump into this now. Here's V from Violent Idols. Yeah, no, it's been it's been crazy here, just as it has it has been everywhere. Um, I, I I've been lucky that I'm I, I do a lot of stuff from home, and I'm still able to um, be, be creative and make songs and re- record music and stuff like that. So uh, I've just been trying to keep productive, stay busy. I mean, we we just released this new EP, um, Idolatry, but we're already almost finished the whole second one here. But um, much of the work taking place during the quarantine. Oh wow! So, are you going to put that out as soon as it's ready, or are you going to like wait this out, let idolatry like have its kind of moment before you put the next one out? Totally waiting it out. I mean, there's so much that goes into a release these days when it comes to um, you know videos and pictures and marketing and extra content to go with um, with the actual songs themselves. So um, this time around, I'm trying to kind of get. Everything all kind of in a row ahead of time versus uh, this first release um, was very much one song at a time, kind of just um, expand expanding the uh, expanding what we were doing, just baby steps by ba- by baby steps. But now I think we have a little bit cl- cl- clear vision and a lot and a lot more momentum already. Yeah. So are you gonna you think you'll do that different where you put the thing out just as an EP or kind of do it the same way you did with this one where you uh, kind of promote it with singles ahead of time yeah I, I, I still like the idea of putting one song out at a time um maybe we won't you know maybe we'll still leave some that aren't put up on their own um for for the ep where uh whereas with this one we just we just put each song out until the ep was fully fully available uh, but I, I like the idea of, do, of still releasing one song at a time i think um i think fans do too it's kind of we're bombarded by so much stuff nowadays. It's sort of hard to digest uh, too too much at once, and there's there's so many other things to, to digest that I think um, uh, kind of kind of giving too much too much to people at once uh, allows them to kind of o- overlook look, look things versus focus on uh, each song and and treat each each one as important. Yeah, it seems to be the way that the industry is kind of shifting with singles and EPs instead of full albums. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I, I get it too. I mean, I, I think of it even from a logistical, pr- practical point of view. I mean, if we're, you know, as much as we we like albums and remember albums and grew up with albums, um, you know, if you if you if you go and look music up or something new up today, you, you're going to go to YouTube and you're going to type in a song. <laughs> you're yeah. less likely to go type in 
artist album, you're going to go type in whatever whatever song you last heard or whatever song you want to hear and stuff. So I think it's just um, it is easier to deliver songs to people. I think maybe 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 that will change again if we get better at delivering albums to people in, in, in another way. But I think right now it's just it's easier to hit people with one link for one thing <laughs> and um, and keep keep them focused on one one target. <laughs> We we love our instant gratification, don't we? <laughs> for for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of singles, you recently released "Fuck You" with Aaron from Gemini Syndrome. Were you guys able to record that in a studio together with Aaron, or was that done like remotely? And- we we did we we did that actually a while back. So even though it just came out um, during quarantine, um, we had maybe finished it about six months prior. Um, so, so we we worked together on that, and um, it only it only uh, our our work together only took a day. I mean, I, there was more work put into that into it than that, but but you know we pretty much wrote that song in a day in a day, and uh, uh, and and we're able to finally put it out. And, and to, to be honest, we're kind of thankful, uh, or at least I'm thankful, I guess, for quarantine in that way. That um, it kind of disrupted a lot of other people's album cycles, including Gemini Syndrome's a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know they've finished a, re- a record that they haven't been able to release yet, just because everything is getting reshuffled. And um, I, I don't think we would have been allowed to maybe even put our song out during the moment in time if uh, if there's if some of their other plans hadn't got pushed around as well. So um, so it's kind of, it kind of actually opened up the opportunity to put something out sort of in the meantime while while the well. It, and it ties both their fans over a little bit, as well as well as, uh, as, well as in, you know, in, in, can be introduced to our fans. Having Aaron on is uh, on that track is great for exposure. Do you feel the title though, like on the broader reach? Do you think that hinders anything, or you know, with streaming, maybe it doesn't matter these days? You know, it's a double-edged sword, and and I think um, without doubt, I've kind of I've treated it as a little bit of as I have this whole project to be honest as a bit of an experiment with with uh what what can we get away with and yeah. uh you know how, how how edgy is too edgy and how uh, that's you know this project's kind of been a response to sort of feeling like everything is getting just weirdly safe and weirdly um you know things are, things are losing their teeth it's becoming you know it's not it's not advertisers don't want you to be too edgy. Advertisers don't want you to be too uh, over the top. They they don't want you to be too outspoken and all that, all, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I think we've kind of, we've assimilated into that world. And and because that's where lots of money's made now, it's changed art and stuff. So, so with the song in particular, I mean, there's definitely some places I can't get it played at all. I would never, would never dream of. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, at at the same time, it it also in the age of streaming, as you mentioned, um, it can, it's able to turn heads and maybe, uh, maybe people are more interested in it because it is kind of like, it represents the outrageous for people that maybe want something a little more outrageous. And when I think about things that I loved as, as growing up, whether it was, not Nine Inch Nails or Marilyn Manson or Corn and you know all the stuff that they were talking about, whether it was in interviews or in their music and such. Like it, it, it was so edgy and so out there, and just it was just so honest. And we've kind of, I, I don't like the idea that we've retreated to this point of uh, of just not actually being uh, expressive about about 
those those feelings and those things because I think they're all part of the the human condition. Right, right. Well, well, you put out a, a a call to the fans, you know, to be on this on the video. How how was the process of digging through those submissions so far? Yeah, it's been good. It's been funny, actually. It's, uh, I mean, it's even funny because the song being "fuck you." I mean, you, you, we kind of wonder, well, who's who is going to submit, and you know, you know, what kind of person is the person that's going to submit? And um, it's been all kinds of people to our to our surprise and to our. Uh, it's been we've been happy about that. It's been guys, girls, young people, adults. You know, so, so someone was. Someone said as a clip with you know them and their baby in it, <laughs> you know someone someone said as a clip of them wearing a, a horse head and you know there's there's all sorts of ridiculous uh, you know ways people have approached it, which is and generally with a sense of humor, which I love because I think that was sort of our point behind it all. It's not just um, the shock value of fuck you. I think we Aaron Aaron's very intellectual guy, and we we're, we still try to approach the song. I think with a an underlying message and a, you know, a sense of depth that maybe isn't as, uh, as bonehead as the title is, let's say. <laughs> you kind of alluded to it when talking about fuck you, but the, the themes that kind of surround the band and your music on this EP kind of seem like a good soundtrack for everything that's going on in 2020, which I'm sure was kind of a coincidence and works out well in your favor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I think it, it definitely. Um, I thought about that a lot too recently, and it, it it's definitely taken on a, a a new meaning and an even more amplified meaning. Even though, even though it's part of the reason I started making some of these songs was to um, really to, to instigate people to think about some of the things that they're now talking about, and. Um, I think no matter what side anyone stands on on anything, it's important that they that they know what they think and understand what they think and think about what they think, question what they think, all all, all of the above. So, you know that that's kind of an underlying theme. I think even within whatever topic it, it is I'm writing about is is it's really sort of trying to take something and turn it turn it on its head a little more, make it a little more outrageous, and hopefully that makes makes. Uh, make somebody some somebody think but for sure i mean you know a lot of people have asked about the band name violent idols and and you know the meaning behind that and it's really well represented in society right now where you know sometimes to make change sometimes our idols have to ha have to eventually push back or resort to violence and it doesn't mean um it doesn't mean that's not part of uh, our culture society or the history of of how um how change happens so um you know there's a lot of admiral admirable people um uh, important people at who just you know you can only be bullied for so long before eventually you, you, you got to swing back and that's i think what we're seeing right now yeah absolutely well kind of on a lighter note you did the theme song for john moxley like how did that all come about was that something you were approached to do or it, it yeah I'm, I'm 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 a big wrestling fan um as is our producer so we share a lot of um wrestling contacts and um uh, one of our mutual friends uh is uh, a really really good friend of john and john actually lives in lives in las vegas here where we're based and um he had just left the wwe didn't even know i think where he was going to end up yet and uh but he knew he he knew he need, was going to need music wherever he was going to go. 
so um, he had uh, uh, got our con- got my contact from his friend, and text just texted me one day and said, "Hey, I got your number from uh, you know our mutual friend and uh, need some music and and whatnot." So we we met up, uh, talked about what he liked, what he didn't like, what kind of uh, what kind of music you know he he could imagine himself walking out to and stuff. And uh, we got to work with coming up with uh, a few original ideas for him to uh, consider. And as a, a two, two or three ideas in, he he loved the one that we uh, we arrived at. And it's uh and then literally the next week he was coming out on TV with it. So it was a very quick, wow, uh, sur- surreal process. On the on the business side of that, do you still own like the rights and the publishing to the song, or was that something that you made and gave to you know the rights to mm-hmm. AEW or how that worked? Yeah. Yeah, and credit to John. Um, he had credit to John. He had he had no interest in trying to to monetize or own uh, the recording at all. So the deal that I made with him was to uh, was that I'll I'll do the theme song for free. He can use it for whatever he wants as long as I get to still own it and sell it. And it actually became the launching pad uh, for this band, to be honest. And I already had kind of lots of material in the works. But that was the first thing where I was like, "Wow, oh, this seems like a good thing to kind of uh, hang hang our hat on and um, reach 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 a new audience." And it's kind of allowed uh, that the trickle down from that absolutely has has uh, allowed our other songs to to get attention and thrive. And um, it's it's been really cool. I mean, being wrestling fans ourselves, it's it's exciting to watch him come out to it. It's it's fun to see he became the champion, and you know, every every time there's a pay per view, all all of our Spotify numbers spike. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's really interesting just uh, being being part of that culture and being able to connect uh, connect our music to it. What have been some of your uh, favorite wrestling theme songs throughout the years? Oh man, there's so many good ones. Uh, I mean, there's there's certain ones that just give you a feeling right off the bat. I mean, when you when you when you hear the Undertaker's music, it just transforms you to a whole different universe in your head right within the first few seconds. And uh, when you hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's song, uh, which I believe was actually Disturbed um, that, that did that, uh, when as soon as the glass breaks and as soon as the riff comes in, you're just like, oh, yeah, jumping out of your seat, spilling popcorn on the people <laughs> beside you and stuff. So, uh, you know, I... I I I really kind of, you know, I really looked at actually a lot of themes and and then tried to incorporate sort of some of the things that uh, make me excited uh, in in that song. And, you know, that's why it starts with the um, the guitar feedback and you just hear the guitar feedback and the amp being plugged in. And, you you know, John usually enters from a different side of the arena all all the time. So it makes you just like look around like, where is he coming from? Where is he coming from? And kind of builds the excitement then even before the riff comes in and the drums kick in and all that. Um, and then, and then of course it has to be able to be, uh, to be able to go around long enough. If he takes him only two minutes to get to the ring, if it takes him 10 minutes to get to the ring. So, <laughs> so, so you have to even design, design things in a way where like, they keep on playing it as long as they need to. <laughs> we, well, yeah, I guess being an instrumental, it works out, you know, in that favor. Cause you know, a lot of, you know, all the classic theme songs were instrumentals, but then throughout the years, you've got stuff like, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels that became extremely recognizable with words as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the wrestler. Sometimes the um, 
sometimes the lyrics can definitely reflect the ideology of the character and stuff like that and get that across. And I think in, I think in, in John's case, he didn't want lyrics. Uh, that was actually a specific request of his. Um, but as well as, you know, he has a unique entrance where, like I said, he can enter from the side door of the back of the arena where he, he has a much longer walk than, than some guys due to, due to the rig. <laughs> you know, another song on the EP is your cover of Break On Through. Like, how did you approach that whenever you're putting your own spin on that? Because you guys kind of, you know, made it made it your own for sure. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I think for me, I, I like covers a lot. And um, um, I, I particularly, particularly, I'm always on the lookout for songs that I think can be adapted to, uh, you know, this style of music, but more importantly, kind of turned on their head a little bit. And um, I don't like traditional direct covers and stuff as much. Um, I'd, ra- I'd rather cover a song in a different genre and make it a rock song than, um, than just do a different version of a rock song as another rock song. And I think, I think the Doors, the, the, the Doors song to me, once I listened to it, the lyrics more than anything were so relevant and uh, applicable to today. And uh, it, you know, lyrically it's like the perfect hard rock song right, right now. And um, it just kind of took looking at the, the music more, maybe being like, well, how do I, how do I maybe reflect even more of that within, within the music and, uh, modernize that obviously make it more riff driven and something that um, a, a hard rock band like ourselves would do and uh, and yeah it's, it's, it's you know, everything's always an experiment I'll, I'll, I'll pull up something for an hour and tinker with it and if it sucks I throw away I try to forget about it and if it if I'm excited if I'm still excited by it I, I, I step on the gas and keep going with it and that that was uh that was what became uh, break break on break on through, and then we also got to include our friend Andy James, um, who's been playing some guitar for Five Finger Death Punch, uh, doing the guitar solo. Isn't it crazy that songs written 40, 50 years ago can be just as irrelevant now and as they were back then? <laughs> it's it, it, no, it's it's amazing. I mean, especially especially lyrically. I mean, I'm, I've been looking at a lot of stuff from that era, and you know, whether it's the 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 sixty the 60s in general and early seventies and so much so much of the content was uh, reflective of the same issues we're still dealing with which I guess is sad <laughs> to an extent not that I'm gonna bomb us all out again but uh, you know it's it's a it's amazing that you know people are still demanding the same things now that they that they were uh, fifty years ago yeah. this may not be something you want to answer I don't know but there seems to be kind of a cloud of mystery around the band like are you the the sole member doing all the instruments and vocals outside of the, the, you know, the guest appearances that are stated or are there other people involved? It, 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 correct. I mean, at this point it's a collaboration between myself, um, our, our producer and uh, the, the, the guests that are included. So um, I, it, on some songs, the, the, the guests have, have played some guitar and other instruments and stuff too. Um, in general, either myself or the or our producer will, will play the rest. Um, but, but yes, there's no actual official vinyl idols lineup yet. Although uh, we are rehearsing um, a lineup at the moment and working on uh, the live show aspects of, of the project. So uh, that, that may change in shape as things, as things go on and um, we find the right people, but right now it's uh, certainly spearheaded by myself. Well, uh, you know, 
the shutdown, the quarantine has probably given you quite quite a, an open uh, schedule to work on all this uh, live stuff, huh? Yeah, I mean, I mean that helps as, as well as uh, you know, yeah, no one, no, no one's on our ass about doing it because there's right. nowhere to do it. <laughs> so, so, so at the same time, you know, being let's say, you know, for lack of a better word, a studio, a studio band up until this point, um, we're kind of seeing a world now where uh, being a studio band is going to be probably a much more normal thing <laughs> than yeah. it's ever been. <laughs> and, uh, and, and maybe we're even uh, three months ago, it's like, oh, you're a studio band. And now it's like, of course you're a studio band. It, it, isn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we, we, I'd love to bring it to the stage. Um, I'm a perfectionist myself, so I'd only want to do it if I thought it was truly going to be awesome, which I think it will be. But I'm, I'm in no rush. And to me, what's most important is the music the message of the music, um, part of the anonymity even of um, myself and the other people in some of the other people involved are um, is really just to keep a focus on the music and not to provide a distraction from it. So, so to me, it starts with the music, starts with uh, engaging with the fans and, and building a community around this. And then I think uh, I think as we're as we're seeing uh, once once we're ready to play a play a show, there'll be there'll be people waiting. Violent Idol seems like the type of band that would have a stage show along with just the live music. Is that something you're working on as well, like imagery and everything? Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, so far I've always worn uh, a mask and paint and stuff like that in the videos. Um, so that's, that that kind of imagery and everything I think will extend to to not only the rest of the show, but I think even uh, the, the people that come to the show. And I'd, I'd love for it to be something that people can feel like they're participating in and not just uh, not just watching or, 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 or getting to see it, it'd be fun to get be fun to have everyone get involved whether that's uh, wearing wearing outfits and costumes and expressions of their own or, or, or whatever it may be well kind of on a, a side note from the music you're based out of Vegas like how eerie or weird was that to see that shit, that city get shut down the way it was it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to see it like that. Um, I mean, those are sights you just never ever see. <laughs> and and to, to drive around down there and just see nothing is was wild. Um, and it's it definitely affected Vegas tremendously. I mean, so much of people are um, attached to the service industry here. So when that right. takes a hit, most most of the eco- economy and the workers here are, are all, all all suffer. Well, man, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. There you go, V from Violent Idols. A huge thank you to Tom George from Tag Publicity. And, of course, a big thank you to V for taking some time out there to talk to us about everything that Violent Idols has going on. Get a little bit of insight into that band, which, as you you could tell from the interview, I asked that question, which is, you know, they kind of have a what's the right word shroud of secrecy around the band and everything and, and who actually V is. We, you know, he wears a mask and he's going by just V, but from everything I've gathered and some other interviews, you know, he's talked about previous work in the music industry. So, you know, maybe one day we'll find out who knows, but in the meantime, you do need to check out violent idols, idolatry. Like we mentioned, they've got that track. Fuck you with Aaron from Gemini syndrome. 
the John Moxley theme song, which is great as well, and that great cover of The Doors Break On Through to the Other Side. All that you can check out on their, their EP Idolatry. I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up next, because like you mentioned in there, they are, they've already got the the next EP in the process, so we might see that sooner than later. All right, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, I appreciate it. Man, we've got, what, 275 previous episodes before this. There's been a ton of interviews. There's a, quite a few of episodes where just Jason and I are talking. We've had on guys from KISS, Gene Simmons and Bruce Kulik, both. We've had on guys from Megadeth, Dave Elfson, James Lomenzo, Chris Broderick. We've had on Tommy Victor of Prong, Mike Dean and Reed Mullen of Corrosion and Conformity. We've had on Ricky Warwick and Damon Johnson of Thin Lizzy and Black Star Riders. We've had on Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard, Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. John Connolly of Seven Dust, Ivan De Prume of White Zombie. Man, this this list is pretty long. Two hundred, I would say, of the two hundred seventy-five episodes, probably at least two hundred of them are interviews or more. So, anyway, look back through there. We've also got interviews coming up here in the next couple weeks with Mark Mingy from Metal Allegiance and BPMD. He's a part of two great heavy metal supergroups, so hear all about that on that one. We've also got Gabe from Enterprise Earth coming up, and like I mentioned earlier, Dusty Robinson from Dirty Rotten. That'll be coming up here soon as well, and there's also a few more that we haven't announced yet, so be on the lookout for that. You can listen most places podcasts are heard, Google Music iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, MixCloud, SoundCloud. You can listen directly off our website, thethunderunderground.com. We've also got reviews on there. All our socials are on there. Wherever you spend your time, if it's on all of them, follow us on all of them. But if you hang out usually on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, follow us and like us on there. If you see something that we post, like it. If you can share it, that's awesome as well. All that stuff is free, and it helps us out greatly. Stuff that isn't free, like t-shirts and koozies and shot glasses, get on our website or send us an email and let us know, and we'll get something sent out to you. You can also find us on YouTube at The Thunder Underground. Subscribe there. Recently put up a video of the unboxing of the hot sauce, the Frank, the Florida Franks Florida Heat that Hella Hot Hot Sauce sent us, did the unboxing, and I tasted it, put that video up there on YouTube. We've also got a, recent, a video we did about a month ago of a review for the new Havoc album, and then just throughout the past few years, we've done reviews and on all kinds of stuff, so follow us on there as well. I think that covers it for this episode. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us once again, thethunderunderground.com. A huge thank you to V from Violent Idols, Med Farm, Hella Hot Hot Sauce, DEB Concerts, and Sunset Tattoo. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.